You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. The new book by Robert Wright is Why Buddhism is True. Thank you for joining me, Robert. Thank you. This is an amazing book, and at its core, you suggest that the tenets of Buddhism give us the tools to change ourselves and our world for the better. Let's start with ourselves. What are the things that we can do to change the way we see ourselves? Well, uh, I recommend meditating, getting a sense of what's going on in your mind and seizing control of it. As As you begin meditating, we can see our thoughts in a sense, and this is, I think, really important because to my mind, um, what we all need is DAFT, Data Acquisition Filter Technology. <laughs> I think eventually we'll be able to install uh, a technology in our minds that would allow us, that would strip away the illusions and I guess maybe deactivate the emotional components in our mind so that when we looked at a painting, we wouldn't say, boy, that looks like the ugly painting I saw in that horrible hotel room 10 years ago when I had a terrible time. You just look at it and say, well, that's a painting of brown stuff. Right. Come to every perception fresh, ideally. I I guess this is what is meant by the term beginner's mind, which you hear in Zen sometimes. Yeah. Talk about the not-self and nothingness and how meditation mindfulness sits between those two poles. Wow. Uh, well, mindfulness meditation uh, can help you view yourself in a way that generates skepticism about its solidity, you might say, and in a certain sense can do the same with things out there in the world, in a certain sense, which, which gets to the idea of emptiness. One of the aspects of mindful meditation is, is it's hard. <laughs> Uh, most of us are battered by things clamoring for our attention, and paying attention to something or nothing for more than about 30 seconds is fairly difficult in this mm-hmm. world. So talk about the difficult, what you can achieve as even an unskilled meditator. Yeah, uh, well, just don't fight it. I mean, your mind wanders. Keep your eyes closed. Try to focus on your breath. You'll fail. Eventually, the mind will wander less. I thought that it was really interesting to me. One of the most powerful aspects of this book was a scene where you had been trying to meditate, and you couldn't, and you couldn't, and you went to your meditation instructor and said, I'm terrible at this. Every time I sit down to think about my breath, you you know, the morning paper comes into my brain and other stuff. And... The meditation teacher says you're doing great because you are actually seeing those thoughts. And I thought that's a really key tool here. Well, yeah, the meditation teacher said you're noticing that your mind is wandering. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's really, really wandering, you you never become aware of it. So that's good. Uh, As we acquire the ability to meditate more, one of the outcomes of this is that by seeing the world more clearly, we're more inclined towards a better moral behavior. Could you explain why that is? Um, yeah, because, because bad moral behavior is shaped by feelings that if you see them 
clearly you can you can choose to follow or not follow as a writer and a creator you've created written books you've created uh, blogging heads.tv uh, so talk about reaching out and this book has a has a pretty big agenda you want to change the world and I believe that this book actually could change the world if we got enough people to read it or to understand the ideas in it so talk about trying to get the word out about how we see the world well it helps that seeing the world clearly would make people not just better people but happier people so mm-hmm. that's a nice hook to get people's attention and, and that's actually the buddhist promise I, I didn't make it up the new book by robert wright is why buddhism is true thank you for joining me robert thank you rick you're listening to the agony column news report trashotron.com slash agony